With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Yeah, live from the Gulf Coast, welcome to the greatest spectacle seen around the world. Come on! Tonight is the night we face our enemies. Let's go! All the gold is up for grabs. Tonight! Always keep your eye on the prize. episode 27 and we are squarely smack in the middle of wrestlemania 37 uh, my name is jeremy at epl and nfl joining me as always from across the ocean the barroom brawling disco dancing dynamite stretching intercontinental playboy folks he's more over than Miz and morrison with the furry community the man the myth the monolith <laughs> at ga wrestling glenn abbott how are you, my friend? Did you get any sleep last night? Yes. Yeah, I didn't get up to half past 12. <laughs> I was really... <laughs> but then again, I didn't go to bed to half past five, so... Yeah, but... you know, we, uh, all of us uh, weak Americans, most of us tapped out early there in the old bestie chat, but yeah. you were still going strong. It's, uh, you're, you're, you're a machine. It's just me, it was just me and Mitch, uh, me and Brandon at the end. Yeah, yeah, well. We're all caught up now. And Yes, we are all caught up. <laughs> you've given me two good hypes over the, this weekend so far, and now I'm going to big you up. <laughs> the, mas- <Uh-oh. laughs> the, the master of the predictions. The other day, I, can't actually, I, couldn't well. actually find, I couldn't actually find the tweet, but it was sort of midweek. You basically said, that everybody will be surprised by Big Bunny. And then, yep, you were right. Yeah, yeah, Bad Bunny. Well, uh, you know, he, he definitely, uh, I think, impressed a lot of people last night. And uh, we, will, we will get to that match here in a little bit. I don't want yep. to bury the lead on that one just yet. But, no. uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, he, he's... He's a young guy. He looks athletic enough. So, I mean, you can imagine that he could go in there and do some stuff. But I think he did surprise a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Way, way, in, but way in above the uh, what the norm for a, a celebrity wrestler would do. Anyway, we'll, as you say, we'll talk yeah, about sure. that when we for get sure. to the match. First of all, we've yeah, got... Yeah, so what, 
Yeah. We've got to talk NXT, I think, because we did our predictions, okay. but we didn't actually, we've not actually spoken about it. So. No, we have not. Um, I think I agree with you that night one was definitely better than night two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I know they couldn't really flip-flop. I, I had said yesterday that if they had flip-flopped the night one and night two, I think that uh, night two would have been received better if we had seen that one first. Um, yeah. I know they couldn't really flip-flop the entire card because Walter was on night one and they needed him for NXT on Thursday. So he had to go on night one no matter what. Um, but I think, yeah, if they would have, you know, maybe it's been able to switch around some of the matches. It might have been better received. I think that was a general opinion for most people was that night one was indeed better. Yeah. And um, definitely Walter and uh, Tommaso. <laughs> Again, very hard hitting and very enjoyable. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Walter. I mean, he's a he's a, a minimum four star match every time that he walks into the ring, and I was really surprised. I really thought that they were gonna go ahead and uh, uh, take it off of Walter for UK, let Rampage carry it for a while. I, I really thought Walter was gonna be over here permanently uh, from now on, but uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think he is. I think he's got to go back to the UK now. I mean, he's still got that belt. Yep. Uh, it really it baffled me that uh, they they put the Rampage match on after night one of TakeOver. Um, now, they could have done the, uh, the sort of the NXT UK the week before, really, rather than on the night. Just have a highlight show on that night. It's very strange. Yeah, it's, yeah. They're they're breaking their own kayfabe, and they do it a lot now in WWE, which is annoying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they uh, value it obviously as much as uh, I think you and I and some others would like. They uh, they do tend to spoil themselves way more often than they should. Yeah. Um, apart from that. It wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad takeover, but not one of the better ones, really. Yeah, I agree. Uh, not not a top takeover um, by any stretch. I mean, it had its moments. I mean, you know, we've 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 beat it all to hell. But the Walter and Champa match, we both loved. Um, I think that uh, the uh, the ladder match for me, the cruiserweight ladder match. I think the right guy won. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I thought Santos Escobar was going to be the winner, and he, he did wind up winning. For me, that match didn't need ladders. I mean, I think it really slowed down the pace of the match. Um, I don't, I don't think that. You know, my impression of Devlin over the years is that he's not necessarily a high flyer. You know, he's not the the big stunt jumping off. I mean, he can jump off of things and do his dives and whatnot, but he's not the the first guy I think about when I think about a flippy cruiserweight. So I think having the ladders there really slowed the match down. They were they were having to to stop and work with the ladders rather than the ladders just being there. Yeah, it did look um, a bit clunky. Uh, it, yeah, it did definitely looked a bit clunky. And yeah, I I hope 
as they're expanding the NXT UK men's division, that they create a second belt now. If, if Devlin's coming back, because there's it, there's too many good guys on that roster now chasing one belt. Um, we've got Walter holding it at the moment with only Rampage as his real uh, nemesis, shall I say. And once it goes on Rampage, then you can't see anybody taking it off of him for a long while. So, yeah, throw throw your bone to him and keep the uh, NXT UK championship belt going. But they need a, a second belt in there, like they have, because they the uh, I know they've got the what's it cup, Cr- no, the heritage the, cup. Heritage cup. Well, I was going to say Corona Cup, and that's DC. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've got the Heritage Cup, which is basically become the the, the uh, mid card title, if you can call it mid card, because there's not enough guys on there yet for it to be a mid card. So, but yeah, turn that into a belt and give these other guys something to 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 aim at that are just going to get squashed by either Walter or Rampage. Yeah, the Heritage Cup is a cool idea, and I like it. I like that they have to wrestle it under a uh, under the Heritage Cup rules or oh. uh, whatever it is they're following those specific rules. I like that. I think there's a place for that. It fits with the the classic idea of what British wrestling you know, is or was in the past with the rounds and that sort of stuff. And even having those certain types of guys competing for it uh, makes sense. I agree with you, though. They need to have a secondary men's title there. Um, something for the, the the Shah Samuels to go after and the Teomans to go after, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, you know, they, uh, yeah, you know they, they, they may not necessarily fit in the Heritage Cup mix, but uh, a, a better, a, a more specific mid-card title for them uh, works, I think, uh, as, a, as a new gimmick they should pull out. Yeah, because it is a case of now that they're, they're, building the, they're building the roster quite well. All these new guys keep coming in. And all they're doing is kicking their heels, really. They're not actually aiming for anything. Yeah, it's, it's... Right. It gives something like, it's something like Nathan Frazier, you know, him, a younger guy that's mm. kind of open up a lot of eyes he's the kind of guy that he needs to win the mid-card title first you know before he's a uh top title contender well yeah that's how it used to be with the intercontinental it was a stepping stone to the world title so you know they need as you say they need something like that to generate it yeah yeah now you've said and i hadn't heard this but you had said that the next big nxt uk takeover show is going to be in dublin is that right that's correct in june okay yeah. see to me if i had to, if i had the pencil and i had and i was triple h and i was the uh, uh whoever it is that's running the uk i'd say hey let us have finn balor for that dublin show and let him face walter i think that might be a uh, it might actually be a thing I mean, that's a perfect time now to mm-hmm. get him out of the uh, regular U- uh, regular NXT mix. Uh, he can go home for a while. I don't know the last time he's been to Ireland with all the COVID and travel restrictions and whatnot. But let him go home. Let him rest a while. 
let him show up on that NXT UK TV show and uh, and tell Walter he's coming for him. Yeah, we know they're friends. Uh, have him, if, especially if she's not doing anything still yet. Is that I, I, I think we'll see it tonight? Have him and Becky Lynch come out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I the, thought the Becky. Pop... I thought Becky was going to come out last night. I mean, we'll, we'll get there when we talk about the show, but I thought yeah. she was going to come out last night. I did, <laughs> but I think they were building last night to so the ding dong, whatever it is, it's happening in tonight. Um, uh, yeah, as you say, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, um, yeah, because I actually think that rather than go for Walter, that they'll go Jordan Devlin against. Finn Balor again. It's already been done oh, okay. at NXT okay. TakeOver. It's the sort of two Spider-Man thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. They that, <laughs> point at one another. You get where I'm coming at. Oh, this is me totally fantasy booking. But the pop that they would get if Finn came out with Becky and then Jordan came out with Martina. Oh, in Dublin, that would be something. That, uh, that, that, <laughs> they bring they bring the house down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, it, that that would be a great one-off match for, for yeah. the Dublin show to put those guys against each other. Um, especially if you don't want to keep Fowler in UK, because I don't think he necessarily goes in to lose to Walter if that's the match. No, but I don't necessarily know that they want to keep him in the UK either. Because he could very well come back on a Monday or a Friday over here. That's right. I don't. Yeah, I think he's quite settled over in the states. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I think he would have already. Yeah, you know, he's quite happy. Uh, he's probably doing whatever it is he does in NXT. He can't just be wrestling in NXT now. There, there must be some things that he's doing behind the scenes that's keeping him happy in there. So. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, um. Not a young man anymore, so he's only got a few more years, I would think. And we'll probably go on the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah, he he can offer a lot in the uh, in the backstage area of any show that he's on, really. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so yeah, you know, I think that you know, is this takeover like we had mentioned? Maybe not overall the best takeover. Um, uh, I'm partial to the uh, TakeOver New Orleans show from a few years ago just because I was there, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. Um, but uh, not not the best, but not a bad show at all. Um, well, they're never going to have a bad show. No, they're never going to have a bad show. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was TakeOver. We'll see what goes on from here. I, I like I like Cross and Scarlet at the top of the card. I mean, you know, she's a main event talent, and Karrion Cross is also very good. Um, we'll see who steps up to be the challenger there. If it's not Finn again, um, is it Pete Dunne? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're definitely pushing him. But is that too much of a heel versus heel situation? I don't think so because Pete can do it either way. He can. He, uh, yeah, he, he, yeah. he plays an extremely good heel, but he can face it up as well at times when he needs to. 
Yeah, I think if it, you know, walking out, if there's people there, uh, walking out and, and Dunn is the one that steps up the challenge, I think that's all it'll take, the people yeah. behind him. Yeah, because <laughs> he got over very quickly with the American audience for some for some reason, yeah, considering how pretty she is. Yeah, well, he and Bane style. won a, that, that, that TakeOver match they had. I uh, want to say it was TakeOver Chicago. Uh, he and Bate had a match that I think just blew the doors off the place. And oh, yeah. I think the American the American crowd, are they're behind Dunn and Bate no matter what they do. Well, it's this thing that they genuinely look like they hurt people. And that's what people, and yeah. um, taking everything else out of it, that is basically what people watch wrestling for, is to see somebody hurting somebody else. Simulated oh. combat. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, that was, that was TakeOver. I think generally we were, we, were, we, were, we were okay with it. We were happy with it. It was a good, uh, good couple of nights. Even if not the best nights, a good couple of nights with the TakeOver shows. Uh, but speaking of simulated combat, we had WrestleMania night one last night. And after a period of a rain and lightning delay, thank they God. finally got the show. Thank they God. They got the show. <laughs> but yeah, thank God. Yeah, exactly. It was a blessing in disguise, was what it not? Was it not? <laughs> Giving these guys, they're, they're actually showing. WWE superstars can cut promos. They don't need scripts. Nope, they do not. Well, at least the ones they put on screen, they knew which ones to put on screen. Oh, yeah. Uh, to... <laughs> but the amount of people that this morning have been saying, right, WWE, do away with the pre-show. Let's just have interviews. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm prepped interviews. With the main combatants for that night's pay per view. Yeah, I mean they're 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 you know it's beyond it's we've we're long past the days of people cutting promos to talk people into the building. I mean we're already in the building. We're already paying for the network. We're already paying for Peacock. Yeah, um, you know we're already in the building, so to speak. Uh, but giving these guys a chance to say you know, and they had no prep, nothing at all. They basically said, "Here, stand here." Here's the girl with the microphone. You know, uh, Kevin Owens cut a promo on Sami Zayn. Ready, action. Yeah. And, and then he, and again, well, he delivered. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Uh, absolutely you, perfect. There's no, no script writer could have done any better for him than he did for himself last night. And same with Drew. He yep. built, oh, they built that championship matchup more in those few minutes between him and Lashley and MVP than they'd spent the last eight or nine weeks doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it actually came off as a believable passion, you know, and it yeah. actually worked to the advantage for the end of the match. Oh, um, We'll get to that match in a little bit, but the way that drew was almost so, uh, tunnel visioned for uh, getting his hands on Lashley and reclaiming his title. It, it was almost a blind rage situation. And it turns out that's what cost him in the end. Yeah. And you could see it even when he, even when he came to the ring. 
He just looked yep. like he wanted to kill. <laughs> he just looked like yep. he, he just wanted Lashley dead. Exactly. He wasn't using his head. He was all no. emotion uh, going into the match in the promo, uh, waiting for the match to start in the match, and ultimately that over uh, his his over emotional state is what cost him. But uh, but anyway, I mean, the guys that they put on last night to cut those uh, extemporaneous promos, you know, New Day, Drew and Bobby and MVP, um, Kevin Owens, and even Braun. Braun's promo came off well. Mm, yeah. Yeah, again. He's a much better talker than people give him credit for because he always has to, you know, regurgitate those crap lines that he's given. But he wasn't given any lines last night, and you could tell. Well, yeah, he, he's an intelligent guy. And the story they've been telling, and he just wanted to disprove that story. <laughs> yep. He's an intelligent you know, How many times can you be told you're stupid before you start believing it? I think it was one of the things he said. You know, and you shouldn't believe yeah, it. it <laughs> yeah, and even the way he delivered mm. the promo, like last night, he, he it was his own voice. He didn't put on that you know kind of gruff affect that he normally has on no. his voice when he's reading a scripted promo. That's it was it. his actual real, you know, his name is Adam something, I think. That was Adam talking last night. Yeah. That wasn't necessarily Braun Strowman talking last night. No, and I think that's what we got from all of them. So, yep, that was definitely yeah. a, a blessing in disguise. Oh, for sure, for sure. And hopefully the uh, the WWE higher-ups who say they listen to the fans kind of listen to the, the uh, overwhelmingly positive reception to that sort of thing and kind of you know cut the uh, lengthen the leash so to speak on these guys when it's time for them to give promo and plus dc got his uh, wrestlemania moment samoa joe in a poncho as you know our boy dc we love him sometimes he's easy to please man (laughs) yeah but they did they they uh, look they did look absolutely ridiculous in those things. Somebody this morning, yeah. <laughs> somebody this morning, he said that they looked like two old grannies standing at the bus stop waiting for a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but they, they, you know, they, they made chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know, mm. they were given a a tough hand. You know, and I'm sure they were sort of prepared for it. I mean, any I doubt if they were sense would would pay attention to the weather. I doubt, uh, but they, they did the best with it that they could. Yeah, I doubt if they were prepared for it, because if they were prepared for it, they would have had, had like proper anoraks or something for them with the WWE logo on and the rest of it, not just stick them yeah. in, a, in a bin bag each. Yeah, right. Here, put on this trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so they, they you know got off to a rather auspicious start, but it was a positive start, I think. They really did the best with what they could and uh let's get into the card a little bit when we made our predictions yesterday morning when we were on the uh awip pre-show which we again thank him for thank brent for letting us do that we had a good time uh we made our predictions i had said before the show started that i was confident in about three of them uh to me this this wrestlemania so far one of the things that's been good about it for me is the unpredictability of it uh, there weren't that many matches apart from definitely two last night that were slam dunk. We know who's going to win. The rest of them were, were uh, a toss-up. And 
know, that, that matters. You know, giving us a little drama, we don't know what's going to happen. Well, you can, you know, we all criticize the too many false, false finishes and false balls. And, but if you don't know, if you haven't got an idea of who's going to win, that's actually working in the favour because it's putting you on the edge of your seat. You think, is this going to be it? Is this going to be the minute? It... Ah, no. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It makes each Which... pinfall attempt matter because it is such a toss-up. Um, so, yeah, we had the WWE Championship match led off the night. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Surely, if you're listening to this, you already know who won. So we're not, uh, you know, we're spoiling it for you. If you're listening to this and you don't know the results, that's on you. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Drew McIntyre. Glenn, why don't you uh, tell us how it happened? Um, Drew went out there to kill Bobby, but he got overzealous. One good thing I loved about this match is he didn't connect with a Claymore. Didn't... They've protected the Claymore all through his championship run. And they've still protected it by the fact that he never managed to connect with one with Bobby. Bobby managed to get out of the way of them or MVP interfered and stopped the Claymore happening, which I think was a brilliant move because when they do get a return, if he hits a Claymore, you know that their title is going to change hands again. Yep, that was very smart. You're exactly right. They have protected that move, and uh, and they're protecting Bobby's uh, hurt lock finish as well. I mean, he he finally he tried it a few times, couldn't get it on. He finally got it on to Drew, and Drew, you know, he fought it off. He tried to get out of it, but uh, they're really they're really selling it as an unbreakable hold, and uh, it eventually is what finished off Drew. But you know, he had him in the he had him in the hurt lock, and Drew managed to. Uh, get towards the corner, towards the turnbuckle, and all he had to do was stick a leg underneath the rope, and the ref would have to call for the break. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not what happened. Ooh, I couldn't believe that when he just pushed off the turnbuckle straight back into it. <laughs> yep, he pushed off because instead of uh, letting his brains overpower his emotions, there it went the other way, and the emotional. Uh, focused Drew McIntyre pushed off the turnbuckle, managed to not get free of the hurt lock, and eventually passed out. Which is, again, absolutely brilliant. Never tapped, never gave in, went to the end and passed out. That's exactly right. It's it's the the Stone Cold Bret Hart finish. You know, Stone Cold passes out instead of tapping out Mm. or giving up. Yeah, they're, they're protected him so well. They, yep. they yep. must. They probably. They'll, they'll probably give other people a run through now till SummerSlam. But you got to think that that's going to be the SummerSlam main event when they get each other, get their hands on each other again. Yeah, this is. They, they are not through. I agree with you there. They are going to see each other again uh, down the line. So overall, I enjoyed that match. I think it was exactly what it was supposed to be. It started kind of slow, but it should because they're two big guys. It definitely picked up in intensity as it went on, and uh, it was a good one as far as I'm concerned. Now, after that, we had the 
I believe the next match was the tag team turmoil match. Is that correct? Was that was that, that was, number two yeah, on the card? Yeah, it was that. Yeah, it was the women with the tag team turmoil. Yeah, and that was a uh, botchamania. It was a match. <laughs> it was a match. Yeah, it was a match, and it wasn't a good one. No. <laughs> In, but uh, in, I really, I really, really thought Lana would, uh, Lana and Naomi would get the rub here, get the win, a babyface team. Uh, Lana gets a moment, and then they go on to face the heel team tonight. But that's not what happened. Um, uh, who wound up winning that match? Tamina and Natty Nightheart. Yeah, Natty and but, Tamina win. They get the shot I, tonight at Shayna and Nia. I can see part of the reason they've done that is because they are, you know, they are credible opponents for Shayna and Nia, and that's yeah, all you can say about me, it. You know, I've wanted for for a long time. I've wanted to see, you know, give Natalia and Shayna a good ten minutes against each other. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, we're not going to get that. But yeah, you know, it's going to be it, it, it's it's more it's it's more of a equal contest. And you know the way that all yeah. all four of them are dressed that there's not going to be any wardrobe malfunctions tonight. Unlike That's last right. night, no 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 nipple slippage in this one. <laughs> there was more flashing in the ring than there was in the sky. Yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed, but. Uh... Yeah, it's a it's a heel versus heel match, I think, but it's still interesting because you got Natty and Shayna who are the workers, and Tamina and Naya who are the power. Uh, it's just a lot of girls whose name in, names end in A. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what we're gonna get tonight. Um, let's see. We had also last night the, uh, and I may do these out of order. I don't necessarily remember the order, but the Raw Tag Team Champions. New Day faced off against AJ and his pal Omos, or Omos, however we say it. Um, this was, uh, I said last night in the Bestie chat that this match was backwards, that they were, uh, were the, the heels, AJ was in the ring, and he was the one trying to work for the hot tag for Omos. Um, Omos, if they wanted to turn him as a babyface, they just did it last night, whether they wanted to or not. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't got much from this because I've only I've only sort of glanced through it because my internet went down as it did during the day twice yesterday when <laughs> yeah. when when that one was on. But uh... yeah, but AJ AJ worked was was getting beat up for most of the most of the match. Kofi and Xavier were uh, giving him all he wanted. Uh, New Day doing their usual solid tag team work there. They both looked good as usual, uh, but AJ eventually. Uh, went over and got the tag to Omos, and Omos came in, and he single-handedly beat New Day. Yeah, uh, he dominated them, I and mean, as he should. I mean, he's yeah. he's eight feet tall and six hundred pounds. I mean, he's wow. supposed to do that. That's right. Uh, but as, but he he eventually got the pin, and when he got the pin, the crowd stood up and blew. They popped. Mm -hmm. That goes forward. You know, they've got something there with you know AJ kind of. Eventually, you know, if you follow all the traditional wrestling tropes, eventually it'll be almost versus AJ at some point. But uh, they are the current Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, we had 
a very good match between Cesaro and Rollins. What you say about what you think about that one? That was excellent. It was everything that you, you'd expect from those two. Um, Rollins got his stuff in. Cesaro got his spins and uppercuts in. And I love the way that Rollins was targeting his arm from early on to try and stop the uppercuts. Yep. Now, yeah, if yeah, you I mean, get, all, yeah, yeah. If all you, his power stuff. If you're going to take yeah. away his arms, if you want to take away the uppercuts, if you want to take away the, the big spins too. That's right. You know, if you've got an opponent that has a move set that you know that's that predict well you know that what uh, going to be effective for them shall we say rather than predictable yeah you, know, you do your best to disarm that part of the body that they use exactly as, as wrestling 101 it's like with Shawn michaels back in the day i could never understand why when opponents and Shawn michaels instead of going for the leg that he delivered the super kick with go for the standing leg because without the standing right. leg he doesn't deliver a super kick that's right <laughs> yeah i mean that uh yeah, that's just using your head and knowing your opponent and it makes sense and it helps tell the story from bell to bell that's right so yeah back to last night that walk down memory lane yeah <laughs> it was a very good match Exactly what you'd expect from the pair of them, um, two seasoned professionals doing a WrestleMania quality match. Yep, it was uh, two of the best workers in the on the roster for sure. They went out and showed it. Uh, Cesaro got his big WrestleMania moment, his big win, and it does not hurt Rollins at all to lose this match. So, no. overall, a very very good match there. I I I agree with something that was said in the in the bestie chat as well last night is that i hope now that rollins goes on a losing streak and he ditches this messiah gimmick yeah, to get back yeah. his mojo it, it really last night last night to me it seemed less like a messiah gimmick and mm -hmm. more like a uh crooked politician gimmick yeah <laughs> maybe maybe it's back to it's a it, it's the first step back but yeah, if he yeah, get, oh, he yeah. loses a few more matches and then basically goes back to the 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 architect or whatever he, he was back in the day. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, it was a it was a good match. It was a good uh, moment for Cesaro there. Um, speaking of a match with some moments, we had the steel cage match: Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. I will say this before I let you run with it. For the most part, this wasn't a bad match. No. I quite enjoyed it. But I'm going to let you go with your, for the most part, before I speak in. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, the, the, the only two main problems I had with it were this. When Riker and Elias uh, tried to, to climb the ring, tried to climb the cage and get in, and Braun shoulder tackled him off the cage that happened way too early in the match because uh once that happened they vanished into thin air when they should have been able to recover from that shoulder block and continue their interference so i think that was kind of laid out kind of kind of weird because it made me wonder where are these guys and why aren't they continuing 
to help Shane. Well, that was a little problem, minor thing. The other thing is, why was that toolbox in that canvas bag at the top of the ring? That's what I, I, I wondered that as well. He suddenly, he's like a magician, suddenly pulled right. out a toolbox from nowhere. Who's that? It, totally, it, make, it makes sense that there's a toolbox under the ring. You might have yeah. to fix a turnbuckle. Especially, That's fine. It makes perfect logical sense. But why would they keep the turn the, the toolbox in the canvas bag at the top of the cage? <laughs> and not, uh, yeah. Or if they've done that, at least have the commentary team explain why it's there. Oh my God! One of the guys that just put the cage up because we had all the problems earlier on with the lightning and everything have gone and been stupid and left their tool case up there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but there was no mention of it apart from oh, he's got a tool box in his hand. <laughs> yeah, right. I know it just it appeared out of nowhere. Up until that point, you know, I was really pleased with it. I mm. thought it was a pretty good. Pretty good cage match. I mean, it was it was laid out mostly well. Shane's trying to take the big man's leg out. He had his lackeys come in and hit him with a chair before he could get in. All of that makes perfect sense. Um, I laughed out loud when he took the toolbox and hit him in the head. But uh, <laughs> eventually, eventually, we got what we all came to see on that one. Eventually, we got Shane uh, doing his stuntman work. The man that gravity remembered. That's right. That was a good line last night. The man that gravity remembered. Uh, I tell you what, gravity uh, almost uh, forgot him on that one because uh, he was a he was an inch or two away from taking a very bad bump. Yeah, age. He barely how, got around. How he how he managed to rotate himself enough to get his back down there. Oh. Oh, I, I held my breath when I saw that. And before that, impressive that they went with Sarah, a clunky cage. They went back to the old chain link. So Rob Braun could do yeah. his thing of punching a hole through it and grabbing hold of Shane as he was on his way down right. on the outside. Right, right. <laughs> right yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was, it, was, it was good. I mean, it was definitely better than what I thought it was going to be. Shane obviously does his his big uh, leap or toss from the top of the cage, which uh, lets Braun, I like that Braun then went down in the ring and pinned him when he could have just climbed out or walked out the door. He went out and he yeah. pinned him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it better, it's better that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for then sure. you don't have all the shenanigans, especially if you know that there's two lackeys hanging around somewhere and you've seen it enough times where somebody ends up wearing a door. Yeah. You know, yeah, pin them in the middle of the ring, get it over with. Yeah, at least seen them, but they they disappeared into a puff of smoke whenever Braun uh, choo chooed them off the chain. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it, but uh, they couldn't. Not bad, they not couldn't. Bad. E they, at the end of that story. Yeah, they couldn't even get the job done properly in the beginning. Right, they had him at his mercy with chairs and things, and they still couldn't get the job done. Yeah, yeah. Shane so, needs to be firing well, those two today. <laughs> well, they'll forget it. They won't. There won't be another word said about it. You know, no. this, this, hopefully it is done, and they are uh, moving on to other things. So, anyway, uh, that was a, that was a match as well. Uh, now we had Bad Bunny and Damian Priest against The Miz and John Morrison with um, a whole lot of bunny costumes mm -hmm. coming to the ring. Uh, here's my 
nitpick on this one. Why? What the hell were they thinking with all those bloody jobbers in bunny suits? <laughs> you oh. see, what I thought was going to happen, you know, when I saw the bunnies, I figured, okay, this is definitely Miz and Morris's intro. They're definitely yeah. coming out with the bunnies. I thought that uh, that Priest and Bad Bunny were going to be in one of the costumes yeah. and that they would come out and attack them. Well, yeah, that would have made sense. That would have why extend that? You know, you've already had that massive delay at the beginning of the show. So why extend the Miz and Morrison entrance with those stupid bunnies? Uh, turn that entrance into a 10-minute thing where poor old priest didn't hardly get an entrance. He was just there, right. you know, <laughs> walked to the ring. Right. Oh, my first right. WrestleMania, I get to walk to the ring because there's a load yeah, of bloody they, people dressed they up. Already as... filmed, they had already filmed the Bad Bunny you know, driving through the city on top of the yeah. uh, the big truck. So they had to use that. They had already filmed that. So, yeah. you know, Priest was definitely kind of the one just kind of also Damien Priest. Yeah. You know, and they're supposed to be pushing him. <laughs> Poor right. bloke. Yeah. His big WrestleMania right. moment, and it's it goes to a ring full of bloody bunnies and Miz and Morrison still prattling about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we all agree there are big things in the future of Damian Priest. Uh, yeah. He's going to be a can't miss. Well, I say can't miss star. I mean, hopefully they don't botch him up in some way, but he should be a top guy there at some point. Now, uh, a bad bunny. But Talk about Bad Bunny a little bit. He, uh, I think most people think that he acquitted himself quite well. Um, I was quite expecting a, a half-decent wrestling display from him because of what Triple H said during the week, that he was impressed with him during training. But he was a hundred times better than anybody could have expected from him, really. You don't normally get a celebrity go in there and, and and take the beating that he took before the hot tag. You know, normally it's the other way around. The celebrities. Yeah, to me, that, yeah, that, that was the biggest thing. The biggest takeaway for me was that how good he was at taking a beating. Yeah, and selling it as well. Yes, yes. So good. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, as far as the offensive stuff he does or he did, um, I mean, he, he throws a pretty good working punch for a celebrity. You, yeah. you, you know, you can't take that away from him. Um, he did, and I say, you know, he did some moves, but really his opponents did the moves for him, uh, like the Canadian Destroyer and the the uh, the, the spinning Hurricane Rana deal that he did where he had his legs up yeah. on Miz and Miz took a bump for him. I mean, that's, you know, that's your opponents doing the move. That's not you doing the move. Um, if we're being honest, but <laughs> all that said, he did his part in those moves very well. That's exactly it. It's how it looked rather than how it's yes. achieved. Yes, exactly. Like the other day, you know, last week or something, we had mentioned, or I had mentioned from NXT UK, Josh Morrell and how yeah. Josh Morrell is such a good bell-to-bell -bell worker. He's an underneath guy in NXT UK, 
Uh, but he always good. He always does his job. He always does well. And I had said that he'd be like the sixth best singles wrestler in AEW. Bad Bunny would be like the seventh best singles wrestler in AEW. It certainly be better than <laughs> hey, uh, Marco Stunt or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he's, you know, he, he, he did well. And you know, the, the good thing is that he did well. The bad thing is that it shows that anybody with a little bit of athletic ability with the little bit of training can go out there and have a match and do the things that we want to believe it takes professionals years and years to learn. Yeah, uh, they have sort of broached on that a bit and they did in commentary as well saying you know he's a tough Puerto Rican lad who knows how to fight anyway right yeah, yeah so, I mean, that explains the punches and all that kind of yeah. stuff and the, the taking the ass whipping that explains that you know uh if you're if your uh background is that you're a tough Puerto Rican you know you're gonna take a punch you're gonna throw a punch uh, but it it doesn't necessarily explain Canadian destroyers after a handful of weeks of training no that's true but so that, you... that to me was the only kind of negative is that yeah it looked great and that's great for him that's great for wwe but it's not great overall for the overall impression of this being a uh, competitive sport that you have to work at for years don't you think that wwf wwe have been doing that for years though Bringing these yeah, people and in. Not, and, yeah, I'm not saying this is the first time it's ever happened, <laughs> but I'm just saying that that's, that's my impression yeah. as I watch it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, let's move on to the uh, next one. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. We've got the, uh, I think the last match we've got to talk about here, the last match on the card Bianca Belair challenging for the SmackDown Women's Championship held by Sasha Banks. What'd you think about this one? Um, good solid match from two good solid workers. Uh, I'm not going overboard with it. It wasn't a five star match by no stretch of the imagination, but it was a decent match, and the right person won. It was a it was a decent match. I, I agree with everything you said there. You know, like uh, like I'm not giving it five stars either. Uh, but it was very good, de good decent match. I thought I thought that Banks would win because it's just not quite time for Bel Air yet. Get a little bit more sympathy on her. Banks wins. She's going up the ramp at the end of the night, and then here comes Becky Lynch showing up behind her. That's what I thought was going to happen. Mm. I think that would have been great if yeah, it did. It but on the other hand, I'm not complaining with the winter. It was a great moment. Um, she, Bianca is going to be there for the next 10 or 15 years if she wants to be. And she's going to be a top wrestler for that division. So uh, good for her last night. It was a good match and a good win. Yes. Yeah. And it keeps Sasha's WrestleMania streak going. Oh, and six. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's something they can play with going forward. So certainly good. can. Build it up for at least another couple of WrestleManias, and then she gets the big win. Yeah. Pro probably the either. Reverse, the reverse Undertaker. Yeah, probably against either Charlotte or Becky or even Ronda right. down the line. A couple right. of WrestleManias time, 
let her lose again the next one, 7-0. and You can't do it. Then you say a story for the whole year to the following WrestleMania of whoever it is yeah. as a champion at the time going, bring it on. You can't do it. We know you can't do it at WrestleMania. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's a good story they can build to. And uh, yeah. hopefully that is what they do. Um, overall, last night for me, night one, I'd give it a solid B+. I rarely give a show an A unless it top to bottom knocks my socks off. Uh, but a solid B plus for me last night. Oh yeah, it's not gonna it it it's not gonna be go down as one of the worst WrestleManias in history. No, um, no. And it's got me excited for seeing what they do tonight. Yeah, and you know, speaking of tonight, I mean, let's go ahead and uh, give our quick hits on this one. We 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 predicted these matches yesterday with AWIP. Um, I'm trying to remember who I picked, predicted for each of these. Uh, I believe we are probably going to start the night with Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. That would I, that's what I would do if I were laying this out. Uh, Raw, te- uh, the Raw champion yeah, yeah. Asuka versus Ripley. Well, if you start with the men one night and finish with the women, then that's symmetry. You start with the women the next night and finish with the men. Absolutely, yeah. Yesterday morning, I predicted that Rhea is going to win this one. I believe you did as well. Yes, yeah, we all went for Rhea, and we were all proven right. Yep, it's going to be a great (laughs) one, though. I expect it to be very, very good. Uh, We've got the uh, United States Championship match. Sheamus is challenging Matt Riddle and his Aspergs. Yeah, well, you've got to go with Riddle, haven't you? They've They've spent all those scents on those Aspergs. So <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Those Aspergs don't come cheap. You got to keep uh, working that gimmick. So yeah. yeah, we both went with Riddle yesterday. We're sticking with that. And I think the word on the street is that Vince really does like Riddle. Yeah, obviously. To give him, so. <laughs> I bet he wets himself every time he gets in the ring and those <laughs> birds fly. That is yep. just that is just so typically Vince's sense of humor. You can see him have come up with that idea. Oh yeah, they're birds when they come out of his ass. Yeah, he's a stoner. <laughs> so yeah, Riddle, <laughs> we think Riddle's taking that one. Uh, we've got the Intercontinental Championship match. Biggie is the champion versus Apollo Cruz, and this is a Nigerian drum match. Well, as I said yesterday, um. It's Cruz's gimmick. They've got to give it to Cruz. I agree with you. You know, you give the guy his specialty match. Wrestling rulebook says he's got to be the winner. I think Cruz wins, and I think Big E moves on to bigger and better things than the Intercontinental Championship. I do we are hope in so. agreement there. Um, how about this one? The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Fiend in a squash. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's going to last long. And I think it just. They're going to. It's going to be more about the new fiend entrance and whatever costume he comes out in. Whether it's going to be the the crispy fried fiend or some sort of hybrid where he's going back more less crispy fried and more original fiend, but. I think it's all going to be about the entrance. Five minutes, it's all over. Fiend yeah, gets you his, might be right about Fiend, that. Fiend I, gets I his, think you're right. Fiend, 
Speed wins. Speed sure. gets his retribution for uh, being set on fire and being out for months. Yeah, yeah. I think this has the potential to be a cinematic match at the beginning and then finish in the ring, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. I agree with you, though. The Fiend rather decisively in this one. Um, we have the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Shayna and Nia are the champions, and we'll be facing Natalia and Tamina. We talked about Natalia and Tamina earlier. Uh, how do you see this one finishing? I think that they're going to put this on Natalia and Tamina. Um, there's going to be something that happens that causes friction between Nia and Shayna, and they go forward with those two fighting. Because you got to get, yeah, got to right get the women's division is not that strong. It's it's strong in depth, but not in characters. Um, it's setting Rear up on one side, then set Shayna up on the other. Give them two good strong champions until Charlotte and Becky come back. And so I think that. They're going to drop the belts tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. I think out of all the belts in WWE, it's the women's tag team belt that needs the most shakeup. Um, and we saw uh, some title change last night, but this one definitely needs to change. Put it on Natalia and Tamina. Let them uh, carry it for a while, and it's just time to split off Shayna off as a singles. She's just so good as a single. Uh, and there's better things for her moving ahead. So we agree with that one. Natalia and Tamina win the belts tonight. That brings us to the main event, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship match. What do you think? Um, I'm still sticking with Edge. I'm not changing my decision from yesterday. Although it's a toss of a coin. It could go any one of three ways. Um, yeah, that's I, what I, I, I mentioned. I kind of mentioned earlier that you know the 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 un um, so many of these could go either way. That that is an advantage for this match mm. for sure. I can make a case for all three of them. As I as I as I said yesterday, I watched WrestleMania 30, the ending of that, and although I can't actually see it. But it's got that sort of put that little bit of doubt in my mind that they may do the same thing with Daniel Bryan again. Yeah. You know, overcoming all the odds there of both of them to, to take the title. So you know, I, I, I went I went with Edge. I'm, I'll stick with Edge. But with a caveat that okay. either of the other two, it could still be either of them. It could be any of them. Yeah. This is one of those matches where you could go, you know, if you're Vince, you can go with any of these three guys and it'll make sense and it'll be fine and it'll be believable. Yeah. And there's stuff you can do going forward. Uh, I still think it's Roman. That's what I picked yesterday morning. I'm going to stick with that. I think Roman and Heyman have been so good that uh, they're going to continue with that moving forward. Um, you know, and you could have Edge versus Daniel Bryan in a one-on-one -on -one going forward if you needed to. Uh, the big question here is, and maybe this is out of left field to some degree, but does Brock Lesnar show up? No. 
You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I, I think he's quite happy on his farm at the moment. Yeah, uh, Brock, time. Brock likes to cash checks, though. Um, yeah, but, well, it, with the money that they're having they're having to put into this are they going to actually worry about spending money on brock um yeah uh i think that if he would have shown up it would have been for the world title rather than the universal yeah maybe so maybe you're right i think it, right. I, I i think if he if he was going to be at, at wrestlemania after um Lashley put Drew to sleep, then Brock would have appeared on the ramp then staring Lashley down. Yeah, good point, good point. We probably don't see Brock tonight. Do we see Becky? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, with what they were doing with uh, Be- uh, Bailey last night, just popping up here, there, and everywhere in, with a uh, middle-aged librarian gimmick. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's building to something for tonight, and Becky's the best bet on that. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Uh, I actually think you could see both of them tonight, both Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, why not? It's it's hard to imagine. WrestleMania without an appearance by uh, one or both of them. Yep. So night two tonight uh, on the network for people outside of the U.S. on Peacock for those of us in the States. Um, night one was very good, and it makes me excited to see what's going to – oh, we, there's one match we didn't mention. One match we didn't mention real quick. We did not mention – Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn oh. with Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. Oh, the match of the night. Definitely this gonna one's be... gonna be this one's gonna go all over the place. It certainly is. Um there's things gonna happen on that on that ship, providing the weather allows, of course. Because yeah. I you can guarantee that if they'd had any any matches that would have uh, needed stunts. To have happened outside the ring last night, it wouldn't have happened, right? Because you could exactly. see you could see how slippery and wet it was everywhere. So, it, weather depending, I think we 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 see Ko come off the ship as he promised last year. Yep, I agree. Uh, Ko is going to win this match. I think that's what we both said yesterday. Uh, it will be a stunt show for sure. Hopefully. Uh, they channel some of that passion that Kevin Owens had in his promo yesterday and uh, really give it to each other, really lay into each other, make it snug, make it stiff. I expect there's going to be a lot of near falls here. Hopefully Logan Paul is not that involved. Uh, if he just takes a stunner from KO and disappears, that will be enough. Uh, but Owens Owens is going to win this grudge match 20 years in the making. I really can't see what, what they why they've injected that in uh, YouTube sensation in inverted well, commas? Well, because he's got he's got millions of followers on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but you you have one really good celebrity appearance. Leave it with that. 
<laughs> don't put it out. You know, it just it baffles me. The guy's not going to wrestle. He might take a stunner. He might not. You know, he might just run off. Who knows? Just a waste of space, really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, no, we'll, get, we'll see. We, we'll, we hope, a good one. we hopefully will be getting Kevin Steen against El Generico. And they go and throw something in there that's not needed. Right. Yeah, it doesn't need that extra aspect at all. Nope. But, uh, yeah. But anyway, we, we, we both go with Kevin Owens there. I think he's going to be the one to win. He is the Canadian dream, Kevin Owens. He will defeat his longtime rival here at WrestleMania. So that's the card for night two. Uh, we are looking forward to it. We are looking forward to watching it. Uh, with the rest of the besties, hopefully everyone listening to this enjoys their night as well. So, for now, Glenn, what do you say we uh, stick with our gimmick and watch a little wrestling? That sounds like a good idea. We'll be right back. DDT Wrestling is about friendship. And wrestling. And making a fool out of yourself. I'm DC Matthews. I'm Doc Manson. And I'm DC Matthews. No, you're GQ. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm GQ. Each week, three longtime friends catch up on their lives and talk about whatever comes to mind, often about wrestling. The conversations come from our hearts. And from our butts. We do not talk out our butts. Well, sometimes we talk from our butts. <laughs> We've been wrestling fans for decades. So if you like the Piece of Business podcast, you'll probably like us. Probably. I like you. Thanks, GQ. DDT Wrestling, available from your favorite podcast apps. All right, it is back. Uh, it's time, I should say, for our piece of business today. Uh, we are going to see a match between Marty Jones and Outlaw Owen Hart. Yes, he was once called Outlaw Owen Hart, and he is going to take on Marty Jones. Uh, this match will be linked into the show notes for everyone interested in watching along with us as we talk about it. Um, we will get straight to it. And it's not a very long match, short match, but a good one. You get to see a young Owen Hart here before he was very well known to most American wrestling fans. Glenn, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, I'll give the countdown when I say play. Everyone press play. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. There they are. Here we go. There's Marty Jones with the British flag. There is Outlaw. I'm sorry, not Outlaw. Bronco, Bronco Owen Hart. <laughs> I had that wrong. Bronco <laughs> Owen Hart with this Canadian flag. Uh, this would have been round about 1986, 87. Does that sound about right, Glenn? Uh... Owen's 21 here, Ken Walton says. So I'm not... I'm somebody not, would have to, do the, somebody have to do the math there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's around that time. This is when you know, joint promotions yeah. were was, was starting to bring in talents. Hey. We've got to run in. Yeah, by this time, this, Owen, Owen was definitely well-known to, uh, to some in the U.S., uh, he was kind of the indie darling, I guess uh, you could say at that time, if there was such a thing. Uh, very well known to Canadian fans, of course. 
and quite well Tell known. Us a little about Marty Jones. Um, Marty Jones, absolute top of the game at this time. Um, superb technical wrestler, big baby face. Only second to Johnny Saint, I would say, uh, in British baby faces at this time. Yeah, very, very technically sound. Uh, the sort of sort of yeah. guy I like to watch in the ring for sure. You know, and you could tell uh, you know, Owen was young here, but uh, uh, you could tell that there was something special about this guy. One week, we will do uh, a tag team match with him and one of his brothers, and I can't remember which one it was, certainly not Brett, um, when they came over for a tag team tournament over here, and he was only 18 at the time. And you can see the difference between when he was 18 and a skinny youth to how he looks in this one. Yeah, um, yeah, again, he's filled out in this one for sure. <laughs> it, get, it definitely gets mentioned in commentary that uh, he's like 14 stone or whatever it is that here. Um, I don't know what the conversion to pounds is on that, but uh, he was like 12 when he came over the last time. The tag team tournament, but the good thing yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. the British audiences had seen him before; they knew who he was. First time it came over, they were like a babyface team here fighting against Marty Jones, definitely the heel. What I loved about this match, and you'll see it in a bit, is you can actually see the transformation from the technical British to American style wrestling. And how easily Marty adapts as well as Owen. You know, Marty, he never came up over the over the ocean, as far as I know. I think no. he was always always yeah. stayed over there. Yeah, no, he was he, he was one of the big trainers over here. Half of um, yeah, half of, of the guys, the top guys that are around now, will say you know he, he had something to do with there development at some point there's the round break here in this traditional british style match but i mean it does speak to jones's um ability that he is able to transition from one style uh to the other yep and it's one move that owen does that transition that makes a transition and it's a wonderful move and even there you can see you know, how snappy his arm drags are and the usual yeah. joint manipulation of the traditional British style. Thanks to, and uh, sorry, thanks to new technology. I'm actually watching this on my TV. <laughs> I'm not actually going oh, to nice. no, yeah, no, do it on my phone anymore. I've got myself a new smart telly, so. Yeah, you're moving up in the world. Yeah, it's sorry. got YouTube on it, so we're, we're in luck that I can actually watch these on the TV now and not have to worry about hearing at my phone. Here we go. Oh, look at Owen here. This is, this, is, this is where it turns into an American-style match. Yep. Owen picking up the pace, doing the high-flying stuff. One, two, three. And Owen picked up the first win. Here we go. First fall. 
That's probably he's doing stuff right there that a lot of folks in the audience ah. has never have never seen well, before. <laughs> if you if you're listening to it with the volume up, there's an audible gasp oh, in the well, audience. Yeah. It's yeah, you know, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, everybody's paying attention to it now. Yeah, this kid from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to get a wrestling lesson from Marty Jones. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because... Uh, some good, uh, good chains and chain wrestling transitions from Owen there, but the uh, more experienced Jones moves out of the way of the leg drop and takes over. Yeah. Your tummy drop there. Drop. <laughs> Ow, my hole. <laughs> my hole. My hole. <laughs> Back on top of him, Jones. Come on. I guess Jones was being sporting and letting him. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get there. There we go. Boom, look at that. Nearly. And one, two, three. Equalizing full. There we go. The young, hot headed Owen Hart showing his temper there. Lady with the air horn loves it. There's a bit coming up, I think is this round, where they go out of the ring and you will see the old British grannies in their full flight. <laughs> Again, it's not, something, it's, 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 something, it's not something that's seen. You know, not very often. Yeah. Okay. Those, ladies, those ladies in the front row are into it. Oh, definitely. Nice high bet drop there. That will be the Marty Jones fan club. <laughs> All on the spot there. Whoa. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> a big lift up into the, into the gut buster. That is nice. Because I, I, I went to a, a, a live thing with him back in the day, one of these sort of these gentleman evenings where he was talking about the wrestling and his wrestling. And he said uh, over in America, you get the young girls that chase all the blokes. And he said over here, I used to get all the grannies. <laughs> well, he's one of those British guys that, I mean, he, he, he it's hard here we go. to tell how Here we go now, he watch him here. Look, look, oh, look, look get that. ready. Look. <laughs> she wants to like, she, wa she really wants to get involved there. <laughs> Face pulling her back. Yeah. <laughs> this looks like a show in Louisiana in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> and Marty going, you, you, you want to get flash with me? I'll do a missile drop kick too. There you go. Nice belly to belly there, and an elbow drop to the throat. Yeah, that was a quite a tumble. I think of all the British stuff we've watched, I've never seen that. No. Tumble over One, the top. Two, three, and Marty Jones is the winner. There we go, as it should be. Oh, the crowd goes. Look at the crowd. Send the crowd this go. is not a British British crowd at all. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. That's it. Loved it. They sent the people home happy. Their hero is the winner there. Marty Jones over Bronco. Definitely. Owen Hart. <laughs> Owen Hart opened.
lot of eyes there, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. And I just thought it was a nice little fun match to put on our WrestleMania extravaganza. Some... Yeah, it's a good, uh, a good, a good short but quality palate cleanser, so to speak. You know, uh, yeah, that's something a... nice to see there between all the modern stuff. That's it, and uh, featuring somebody that actually no longer with us, unfortunately, but showing that that's he did right. stuff outside of WWF and WWE. Very good, a very good choice there. I am, uh, I'm glad that you picked that one for sure uh so next time it'll be my choice on the match i do not know what we're going to see yet uh we will be back next week uh maybe with a little something special right yeah we've got a guest star coming we have uh, b rob from random ramblings with rob and the talking trash or wrestling is trash podcast um he asked he came to us and said, when can I come on? So we said, well, why not the one after WrestleMania? And we can talk about night two and uh, what his views are on WrestleMania overall. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but did you know that, that Rob and I are from the same town? No, I didn't. Yeah, he, uh, I'm a couple of years older than he is. Uh, we went to different high schools. Uh, but we were both of high school age at the same time. Um, yeah, and I've had the, the chance to hang out with him in person a few times over these past few years. Really, really great dude. Love B-Rob. One of the funniest guys I know to hang out with and just shoot the shit. Uh, we've had the chance to have a few beers and hang out on occasion. Really great dude. Uh, and really looking forward to being on here with him next week to hear about his very unique views on wrestling and his takeaways from wrestlemania so that'll be next week yep uh, i'm taking it i'm gonna get a very sudden match next week then i don't know what we're gonna watch just yet but it's gonna be something that i want to pick to make sure to get some great reactions out of rob with that's right <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, yeah, that'll be next week, everybody. We uh, thank you for watching us or listening to us. We hope you enjoyed night one of WrestleMania. We hope you enjoy night two of WrestleMania. Yep, and go and give uh, us go and be... give go and give us a watch. We're we're still around on uh, Facebook Live and YouTube. I'm sure you'll find the links anywhere in Twitter to the AWIP. For our prediction show for WrestleMania before night two. If you want to watch something, you can see our ugly mugs. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Uh, definitely, everybody check that out. You can see Glenn. Glenn dressed up for the occasion. He wore a jacket to the uh, little party yesterday morning. The rest of us were woefully underdressed, but that's okay. Um, mm. We won't ask Glenn what he... We only saw Glenn from the waist up. We won't ask what he had on from the waist down. No, you dare not. <laughs> All right, well, it's sad. Again, thanks for listening. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Check us out, AWIP, for the video predictions. Um, And we hope you enjoy night two. Glenn, I think all that's left is for you to say goodbye. Um, Just a quick plug for DDT. And uh, on DDT.com, wrestling.com, the Corona Cup still going on, the tag team tournament for. That DC's doing 
to give that a listen as well. Apart from that, it's just goodbye from me. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>